Psalms 133, and I'll read verse number 1. It's a fairly familiar verse of Scripture. Uh, Psalms 133.1, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Uh, Think about it. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. One thing about the Emmanuel Baptist Church is there is a great spirit about our church. Um, You cannot advertise on a mail-out the spirit of a church. You cannot cannot put uh, on the website the spirit of a church. Um, A testimony to the people of this church and to the grace of God. Uh, You know, we've been in a tent for some time now. And I was pulling into the um, the, the mud derby on the other side of the, the building tonight, and the thought hit me, it won't be long now, and, uh, and we'll not be dodging these potholes anymore. But can I tell you one thing that has not changed, and it's probably gotten better since we've moved here, is the spirit of the church. Uh, why does that happen? Well, it's a spirit of unity. The spirit of unity does not come from all of us, uh, from passing out surveys and coming to a consensus on what our music's going to be, what the role of the pastor is going to be, what our doctrine is going to be, um, how we're going to conduct things. It doesn't come from that. God has settled all of that. Unity comes from a central belief. I want to get ahead of myself. Uh, the spirit of this place is important. And now, I'm going to work very hard for us to take the spirit we have with us to our new location. And uh, it is going to be exciting, but I want people to feel it when they walk in the first time. That, that's the spirit of God that they feel. It comes from a spirit of unity. We've got to be reminded that there's nothing outside of the church walls that can stop the church of God. As long as God's people are united about the word of God, the commands of God, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And so one of the roles of the pastor, uh, who of this church happens to be me, is to keep the unity of the church. And I say this often, often I'll try and give some who who are drifting a little bit some counsel and I'll get some pushback once in a while. Well, I just don't agree with that. Well, let me remind all of us, God is not interested in what you agree with and what I agree with. God has mandated some things. And as a church, I want to teach tonight how to have church unity. How to have church unity. We have it. I want to keep it. Let me rephrase that. We're going to keep it. Uh, how to have church unity. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you'll... Uh, help us tonight as we open the Word of God, as we uh, look into the Scripture tonight, and we'll be reminded of some principles uh, that will help us as we uh, look to the days ahead. Uh, may us, uh, may we as a, a church collectively, may our goal, our desire be to please you and to honor you. And Father, individually as Christians, may the, may the goal be the same, uh, to honor you with our life. Uh, bless our remaining time in Jesus' name. Amen. The word unity can be defined as agreement, uniformity built around a belief or practice. Let me read that definition again. It is agreement, 
uniformity built around a belief or a practice. So for the church, for the brethren to have unity, which we know is a good thing. Uh, The scripture tells us it is a good thing. It makes logical sense to believe that unity is a good thing. Uh, Unity is not uh, going with what is popular. Uh, there are many today say, oh, we need, to be, we need to be unified. We need to be united. And you hear that a lot by politicians in our, in our country today. Uh, but what they don't tell you is, is it's not possible to be unified without having uh, something that we can all agree on. I think Americans should be unified, don't you? I think we all ought to be in agreement that the Constitution is the ruling document of the United States of America. We'd have no problems if we were all unified on that. But that's not what they, 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 it's not what they want you to believe. Unity, agreement, uniformity, built around a belief or practice. And we have got to get away from the fallacy of coexistence. We all lay down our beliefs and then we can all coexist. That, that's, that's nowhere to be found in the Scripture. Now, we are to be hospitable. We are to be kind. We are to obey uh, that book. And we say, well, if we're going to be like Christ, let's really study how Christ responded to every situation. Uh, but he never backed up on who he was. He never backed up on what he believed. Uh, there, how do people then, in our church, there are different ages represented. I'll not have you stand to represent your age group, but there are different ages represented. This is quite a collection of people here this evening. Quite a collection. There are different ages. Uh, There are different backgrounds. There are different races. There are different educational um, backgrounds. Uh, There are some who have been saved uh, for just a short amount of time. There are some who have been saved longer than that person who's been saved for a short amount of time has been alive. Uh, There's a great great mixture. There are some, uh, you were born in foreign countries. Uh, You were born in, in different places. And then there are even some here that are from the north. I mean, just think about it. I mean... I mean, we let all kinds come into the house of God. I wouldn't reveal that. Um, we may not give you the address when we move. but um, so, so how do we, there are some, maybe one or two, that are opinionated. They have an opinion. And then there are some of those who are opinionated that think they have to share their opinion with everybody else. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion. You just don't have to share it with everybody. Well, how in the world do, do, do we as a church, as God intends it, and by the way, the church was never designed to be one group of people and everybody else excluded. The church was never designed to be at one level of society. The church was designed that anybody who would come to Christ could be a part of it uh, from, from any background, from, 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 from whatever needs they have. That's the way it was designed to be. So if that's going to be the case, how in the world 
How in the world are we going to keep unity? I'll tell you how. I'm going to give you six things tonight that will help us keep our, our unity. And I'll move through them um, very quickly. Probably not as quickly as you'd like, but I'll move through them uh, quickly tonight. How do, we, how do we keep church unity? Uh, we have to realize our unity is built on the same salvation. John 14, 6 reminds us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Sinful man has been separated from their creator. God will not allow sin into his presence. We say sometimes, oh, we, God is a holy God, and, and that's an accurate statement. But I don't think we think about that enough, what that word of holiness means. And even in our definition, I promise you, it isn't as holy as God's definition of holiness. We have been separated from him. So how does sinful man get back to a relationship with God? How do we get restored to our creator? It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If we're going to have the same, if we're going to be unified, if we're going to dwell in unity, as the scripture says, it's a pleasant thing to do. It's our goal. It's what we should strive to be doing. First of all, we've got to have the same salvation. I want everybody to be a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, but it starts, you've got to be saved. Say, who, who do you let come to church? Well, anybody can come. But to be a member, you've got to be born again. You've got to trust Christ as your Savior. We have to have the same salvation. The only salvation that will be preached from on the pulpit of the Emmanuel Baptist Church is Bible salvation, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to have the same salvation. That's how we're unified. That's one reason why we have a great spirit in our church. How many of you are saved tonight? Everybody who just raised their hand, you got saved the same way. Or you're not saved. It is through Jesus Christ. That's why when, when, when someone gets up to sing, like it just happened a few moments ago, and you talk about the day that you got saved, uh, there's something inside of you, it's, called the, it's not a something, it's called the Holy Spirit of God that bears witness with what is inside the singer and that the words that are being said, and there's something inside of you that says, oh yeah, I remember that day. I remember that day when the Lord saved me. As I remember the day when I confessed all my sins. I remember the day when I worked my way to heaven. Oh, that's not how it happened. We keep unity with the same salvation. I believe we're all on that same page. I believe uh, by the response tonight, we're all with that. Let's see if we're that way when we get all the way to number six. We see number two, the same Standard. You say, what is that standard? Is it a Baptist standard? Is it an independent, fundamental Baptist standard? It's very simple. It's a Bible standard. That's our standard. I don't get into, well, well, I'm not really... What does the Bible say? And this has got to be our definition, and I don't want to get, get stuck on this too much, but... 30 years ago, you could say you were an independent Baptist and everybody knew where you were. Today, you can say independent Baptist and you don't know what Bible they're using. You don't know what music they have. You don't even know what their salvation is. So we have to have the same... Well, we're all independent Baptists. That don't mean we're going to have unity because we have to have, be built around the same belief. 
or practice. And we have to have the same sinner. Psalms 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's not up for debate. It's not up for discussion. That reminds me, God's not passing out surveys. Now, what do y'all think about this verse of Scripture? Oh, no, it's settled. It is settled in heaven. By, by the way, the same Bible, this is where, this is where, this is where some... The debate, the, the debate quickly ends because they want to debate uh, uh, things about Scripture and they just don't, don't agree with it. And then I say to you, what Scripture do you depend on to give you confidence that you're saved? And they'll spout off a verse and I'll say, wait a minute. If one verse of Scripture is not true, none of it's true. If one verse... It doesn't, well, I just don't believe that's, okay, well, let's throw the whole thing out. No, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It doesn't really matter the opinion of your pastor. All that matters is what the Bible says. And if it doesn't matter my opinion, let me help you tonight. Well, I'll just, you can just draw whatever conclusion. It doesn't matter your opinion either. It's the same Bible center. Moving forward, how are we going to keep this unity? How are we going to be on the same page? We got to be on the same Bible page. What does the Bible teach? Uh, parents, you'll, you'll keep your home in good unity with the church. God didn't give you the church to replace the home, but he certainly gave the church a, a role in the home. See, well, well, well I've heard, I haven't heard this, but I like to, to hit things when, when, I, when they're not an issue. So nobody gets mad at me because I'm really concerned about people being mad at me. And nobody thinks that, 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 I, that, that, that I know anything. I heard them say it. But, but I'm not interested in, in, in running your house. But if you place your house under, the, under this church, you do give influence to the pastor. And how are, we, how are you going to keep your home in unity? Put it on the Bible. Put it on the Bible. Uh, you want to get along with one another if, it, if you're all on the Bible page? I forgot to throw this in. How can, in college football season, how can all the, all the teams represented in here, how can we get along and keep the spirit we have? I'll tell you one thing, and, and, and half the congregation is going to be happy with me about this. There's a certain team that hasn't been as good lately and the Spirit's been much better in this church. I'm not going to mention anything. I'm not going to mention who that is. But their colors might be orange and blue. But anyway, hadn't the Spirit been so much better in this church? I, need, I feel an altar call coming right there. We've got we've to have the same standard. Psalms 119 verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I believe in being a Baptist by conviction. Listen to me. I, I, think, I think, well, I'm an independent Baptist, Southern Baptist. I think it's an oxymoron because if you're a Bible Baptist, you're an independent Baptist. You're not under the, the, the leadership of any, any outside organization. I believe that by conviction. But I don't want one of my church members living to please the Baptist church. I want you living to please a holy God. Now, I believe we ought to articulate why we're a Baptist. And there's, there's hills I won't die on. But I'll die on that hill. I'm a Baptist by belief, by conviction. 
that's not something that's up. That's not, it's not my, my blood pressure is rising right now thinking about it. I, I'm not going to give that up. But I don't live my day. I don't need to get up today and say, boy, I hope I believe the Baptist brethren. I hope I, hope I please them today. I woke up today and said, I want to read my Bible so I can hide, hide God's word in my heart that I might not sin against him. That I might not honor him. Don't, don't, don't teach your gentleman, I'm going, to call the, I'm, going to call, I'm going to call the pastor and tell him on you. Don't do that. Hey, he, he should, whoever that is shouldn't grow up in fear of the pastor. You've got to realize God sees. You need, you, need, you need to please your God. I'm going to make a deal with them. Call me when mom or dad loses their temper and tell them them. That's, that's the way that You get the point I'm making. Same standard. What is that standard? It's the Bible. That's our standard. Uh, number three, the same submission. Submission to the Holy Spirit. Not enough said about it. We need to say more about it. But every Christian, once you're saved, the Holy Spirit of God dwells within you. And every day we got to live in submission to the Holy Spirit of God. The Bible te- teaches us how to do that. It tells us to avoid certain things. It tells us to flee certain things. It tells us to mortify our members. Paul said he dies daily. You cannot live on the throne of your life coexisting with the Holy Spirit. One or the other is going to live on the throne of your life. How do we stay in unity? We all submit to the Holy Spirit of God. I promise you I spend time seeking the will of God for this church, seeking the direction for this church. And, and sometimes the Lord allows me to see things that, 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 that are way on the horizon and he convinces, in my, convinces me in my heart that that's, that's the direction that's going to take place. But there are times, and there are a lot of times, I don't even know what's 24 hours ahead. And I'm saying, God, you've got to show this, you've got to show this, you've got to show this. But when I walk in here, I'm not worried about everybody being on the same, because if everybody's submitting to the Holy Spirit of God, we're going to be in unity. We're going to be. That's why when we have church votes, hey, we're going to move. Every time we put up a vote, it ought to be 100% agreement. Oh, here comes the dictator. No, because if the Holy Spirit of God has convinced me, the Holy Spirit of God convinces the other leadership of this church, why aren't you on the same page? There's one Spirit of God. So I, well, I prayed about it, and my opinion... I know, what, I know I'm the only dissenting vote, but I prayed about it. You might want to do that all over again. Um, We've got to be on the same, submitting to the Spirit of God. Uh, that's why when something is preached from behind this pulpit, the Spirit of God ought to prick your heart if it's an area of weakness. It ought to, it ought to challenge you. I mean, I... I wouldn't want to go to church and never be convicted. If you come to the Emmanuel Baptist Church for any length of time and something that is preached never convicts you, there's a problem with this preacher or there's a problem with you. Boy, I want that. Why? Wow, it's a submission to the Holy Spirit of God. I don't want you conforming 
to anything other than the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. Because that's the direction we're all going to go. We have the same salvation, the same standard. How do we keep the unity? Don't you want to keep unity? Same submission to the Spirit of God. Number four, the same service. And that's to the church. Ephesians 4, 11, and 12 remind that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Well, I'm thankful for the church. You ever been, you ever been spiritually empty? Come to church, begin singing those congregational songs. And by the way, that'll lift your spirits a lot more than watching four people who, who's a cheap imitation of a band. Um, that doesn't lift your spirits. Um, that was free tonight. Um, the, the, the Sunday school lesson, the fellowship, the preaching, just, just there, there's some. I, I've, I've known your struggles and, I, and I, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be up here sitting, or I'll, I'll see, we'll be standing, I'll see you walk in, and I'll see the droop's shoulders. I'll see you walk in, weak. I, but then just singing a couple of songs, see the head go up. You see the shoulders go back a little bit. You see the spirit come back. That's what God's church is supposed to do. But it's not the only purpose of the church. Another purpose is for a place for Christians to serve. The greatest candidate to get disgruntled in a church is the one who is doing nothing for the church. Sit and contribute and do nothing. Boy, serve. Well, well Pastor, I can't, I, can't, I can't do what somebody else does. Well, one thing I may teach on Wednesday nights is, is the body of Christ and all the different roles that we have. Nobody says you have to do what somebody else can do, but do what you can do. Do what you can do. Well, I'm to the point where I can't do physically or my health what I used to do or somebody else can do. I can't tell you the greatest thing that anybody, any of us can do for the Emmanuel Baptist Church is pray for the Emmanuel Baptist Church. And by the way, praying for the church is not just for the old grandmother who can't do, can't do what she used to do, so I guess I just have to pray. What an honor, what a privilege to pray for your pastor, to pray for those that work in the church, to, to go down that prayer list. What a privilege. But do something for your church. Uh, serve through the church. That's how we say, that's how we stay in unity. Um, I'm more interested as the pastor to put opportunities of service in front of you than I am opportunities of fellowship. I believe in fellowship. I believe 945 every Sunday morning is a great opportunity for fellowship. I believe when we have our Super Saturdays. That's a great opportunity of fellowship. And from time to time, we will have times of fellowship where it's just fun. There's nothing spiritual about it. It's just get together. It's fun. And it's a time for us to, 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 to um, get to know one each other better. But I'm more interested. That is not going to lead the program of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Areas of service. How can we serve? How can we serve 
others? How can we serve one another? How can we do for those in need? That, that is the greatest thing that we can do is serve one another. So how do we keep unity? We all have the mindset. We're all built around the idea of serving through the church. Friends, you are a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Do you realize how important the Emmanuel Baptist Church is? There are those who will hear the gospel every single week. They wouldn't hear it if it wasn't for the Emmanuel Baptist Church. There are some this week they are going to be told that God loves them. Nobody tells them that they love them. You realize how important the Emmanuel Baptist Church is? You're not just filling the hour watching somebody else's kids. No, you're watching somebody else's children so mom and dad can get recharged. So somebody who doesn't know that they're saved can hear the gospel without any interruption. It's, it's that same idea. If we're serving, how can we serve? Choir members, you're not singing in the choir. I don't want you singing in the choir just because you like to sing. If you like to sing, great. Some of you need to tell your face you like to sing. But I want you with a mindset of singing. This is a way I get to serve my God. And it's going to help prepare the hearts of the people for the preaching of the Word of God. I, I say this to, 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 to some of my uh, preacher friends and, and some of the staff and, and, and others, anybody who will ever listen to me. I, I tell this, I've got the easiest, and it's not a job, but you know, the easiest job in the world. I preach at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I, I, I think it's an honor to preach out anywhere, but there's nowhere I'd rather preach than right here. It's easy. And, and hear me out to preach, because you know what? Everybody's on the same page. And the music we have here, it is spiritual. It is, it is, it is spirit-led. Uh, it, is, it is the right kind of... It, and it prepares the hearts. When I get up to preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, it's easy. You know why? Because the hearts are prepared. Because somebody is serving to help prepare the hearts. Uh, the Brother Charlie in here? Rep Logo? Oh, there he is. I thought he was well, out, you know. He, he runs around. I'm not sure what all he does. If you ever miss anything out of your car, <laughs> he's security. So, so, but you know that helps me because somebody had an um, somebody got fished out of that one mud hole. Everybody else knows not to to park by and make it a little bit easier. It helps the spirit. Why is that? That service, service. As long as we keep that mindset. As long as we keep that attitude of the same service, we'll keep the unity. Moving right along, number five, the same surrender. Romans 12.1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. There's so much in that verse, but I want to remind us as we should present our bodies a living sacrifice. We should surrender to God. Whatever you want for me. Whatever you'll have of me. It also tells us to present ourselves uh, holy. That's why I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get into the list. Where in the Bible does it say this? Where in the Bible does it say this? Let me help you. 
It says to be holy. If, I'll let, that, that's, that's our goal. We've become Catholic in so many ways. Oh, I don't know do this, we don't know this. And there's a list of things that we ought, we, ought, we ought to sit down as a Christian and say, as a Christian, I, I'm not going to do A, B, and C. And then there's some things that it's like, I, I, because of some things in my background, I don't think it would be good or wise for me to participate in, in, in this or this or this. Those are, those are principles. Those are standards you set. Those are convictions. Those are guardrails you put around yourself. But all of us should have the mindset, God, I present myself to you. It's a surrender to you. That, that's the mindset that we, had, got, that we have to have. Now, I, I'm glad the church is here for us, aren't you? I, I don't want to embarrass them. They're sitting here on the front row. That's just embarrassing as it is. But they would give, the gyms, I know, would give testimony of how much the church has meant to them during this year. The prayers and the support and the offerings that have been taken to, to help them during this time as he battled this cancer. That's what the church is here for. But that's not all the church is here for. When we walk in the doors, we all walk in the doors saying, what can I do for the church? How can I, how can I help the church? How can I be a blessing? God, whatever you want for me, whatever you'll have for me. Well, well, I'm, pastor picked the, somebody to do this. and school. He didn't pick me. I really wanted to do that, so I can't do that, so I'm not going to do anything. Let that sink in for a minute. Surrender. As long as we have the same surrender, we're all going to be okay. We'll have the same spirit. We'll have the same unity. Number six, and I'm done. Aren't you glad? The same solution. Proverbs 14, 34. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. I want God's blessing on our country. I want God's blessing on our nation. I want God's blessing on our city. I want God's blessing, obviously, on our church and on our homes. And if, 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 if our world, our nation, doesn't put its focus on God, I still believe we can have God's blessings. But righteousness exalteth the nation. That is the solution. Jacksonville is a, is a unique city. It really is. It's big. I don't know if you've noticed that. Now, we could start driving in Tuesday. We'd still be in Jacksonville, it seems like, sometimes. It's unique in its makeup of people. Jacksonville, on occasion, has crime. On occasion. And I watch, and I try not to ever be critical because I don't know what it's like to have the responsibility of being leadership over a city, but I'm smart enough to know this. You can put in as many programs as you want to put into, but as long as you keep God out of it, you cannot be exalted because righteousness exalteth a nation. The answer is righteousness. The answer is, now good works does not save us. You're saved tonight. Not one, not one person has ever been saved by good works. Not one. But I do believe Christians are supposed to do good works. Righteous works. 
It is the advancement. I do not have the mentality, well, we're right, and, and we're doctrine where we ought to be, and we've got the truth, and I know the Lord is returning soon, so we're just going to all bunker down, and we're going to all hunker down and just wait on Christ's return. I believe we do have the truth. We do have the Word of God. Christ is returning soon, but I believe the cause of Christ is to be advanced. That's why missionaries have got to go out. That's why churches have got to be started. But you as a Christian have got to go to your work whenever you go back to work during this Christmas holidays and live like a Christian. Let the light of Christ shine. That's righteousness. That is going to exalt the nation. That is going to exalt people. I'm for you voting. If there's ever an opportunity to to make a difference in that political world, I'm not against that. But you cannot set righteousness aside and say, we're going to have a political revolution and get America back to God. Oh, no, 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 no. There there needs to be some preachers get back in the pulpit and preach righteousness. There needs to be some Sunday school teachers pray over their students that they teach and pray that God does a work in their life and their home. Uh, There's some... I'm getting ahead of myself, months ahead of myself. We've got to go from, I'm just going to teach this eight-year-old little girl her Sunday school lessons so she increases her knowledge. No, we've got to be burdened by her lost mom and her lost dad and her lost sister and say, God, if you use me to do nothing else, but, but see the gospel come to every member of this home, that's righteousness being exalted. That's the cause of Christ being advanced. It's got to have, we've got to be centered around the same solution. We can have unity. We have it. We, we, the spirit of this church is amazing. It's because it is centered around the right things. It is the belief, the agreement, the uniformity built around that belief or practice. Built around the word of God. How are we going to keep it? Well, we keep it by keeping the same things that were built around now. New location does not mean we get a new Bible. New location does not mean we get new methods. And I'll give you a preview Sunday night, unless the Lord changed my mind, I'm preaching on uh, the road ahead for the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Uh, Just to let you know where we're going. It's an old road. It's the same road. It's a proven road. Now, that doesn't mean you don't need to come back Sunday night. There's more that I'm going to fill in the blanks there. Um, We've got to continue with the unity. The unity. The unity. How is it that this group of people, so different in so many ways, could come together and there be one spirit? That's how the devil works in a church. Works, tries to work from the inside. That's why it's important for every one of us to keep the right spirit. To stay right with God. To grow as a Christian. Because this world, it doesn't matter what they do, what they try, they cannot stop the work of God. They cannot. But we can. We have to keep the spirit what it should be. How do we do that? We're built around the right things. We keep the right things. 